Scott.SJWellfire.com, Final Days Report, Episode 170. Why will Russia destroy the United States? I'm going to revisit Putin's speech from 2018, where he basically calls out the West, especially the United States, as this pedophilia, homosexual, anti-Christ nation pushing for a one-world government. Some scholars think the United States is Mystery Babylon. I'm not going to get into that debate, because I think Mystery Babylon is multifaceted. But let's look at the evidence and then revisit Putin's speech. So first of all, this whole transgender agenda by our government and elite is just over the top defiling our kids. There are four reasons why they want to defile our kids. One, control reproduction. They only want 500 million people on this earth. Two, to pervert our kids with their sexual fantasies, their sexual perversions. Pedophilia is getting mainstreamed. The third reason is there's a lot of money in actually transforming kids. I mean, kids can't even vote, but they can actually mutilate their genitals. I mean, it's over the top sick. This spirit of wickedness is over the top here in the United States. And the fourth reason is everything is against the word of God. When I became really awake, they're trying to defile the word of God and just do a 180 off the word of God. And really, if you think about it, control reproduction, let's read Genesis 9, 7, King James Version. And you be ye fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply therein. Kids are a blessing. They don't want you to have kids. They want you to abort your kids. Let's read Fauci, some of his latest antics. And this was new to me. Fauci paid $453,000 to make primates transgenders. This article from September 30th. Good night, my friends. And I think this is old news, new to me. Poor primates getting mutilated. What kind of satanic freak would do something like this? But it gets even more nefarious. Other accomplishments of Fauci, including killing 300,000 men with a toxic AIDS drug, AZT. I just read an article, I knew this, that the majority of homosexuals really trust Fauci and the government. He's at the forefront of HIV and killing a lot of the homosexuals. And it's the same playbook that happened in COVID-19. They prevented treatment that worked for remdesivir. I did the podcast NIH article that talked about genocide. It's the same playbook. This guy's a monster. He's a serial killer. Let's call it what it is. Fauci tortured beagle puppies for the animal lovers. I mean, how sick is that? Torturing beagle puppies for for science? Give me a break. And illegally kidnapping orphans to use as human lab rats. It's wickedness, my friends. But it gets even more over the top. This was a so-called snapshot from a California school of eight different gender identities, including transgender. Now, this, what about science? Male, female. you got to throw back science in their face when science is relevant. This all reminds me of Genesis 18.20. And the Lord said, because the cry, the cry, the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous. Let's read it again. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and USA is great and because their sin is very grievous. Who's crying? The kids are crying. They're defiling our kids, my friends. And so I'm going to play a video that I didn't know if it was a CIA psyop. I tried to find a news article to see if it was an actual church where this pastor, and I'm not sure if he's a transgender or transvestite. Let's just call him a transvestite. We're defiling the minds of these two little girls. And the pastor goes on and says, basically, do as you will. I'll play the video. It's like, God wants you to transform in whatever you want to be, whatever you think is right. Totally not biblical. And it just reminded me of Luke 17, 2 and these other passages. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea 
than that he should offend one of these little ones. He's offending these little ones, giving them garbage. The comments on the video were over the top. Woe to you. Repent. And again, I'm not sure if this is a transgender or transvestite. I supposedly have a high school buddy that's a transvestite, not a transgender. So he's a cross-dresser. And he was very meticulous. And and granted, I haven't seen him um, with his outfits on. But at the end of the day, I pray the guy, but I pray he gets saved, his brother's saved, and on fire for the Lord. I think he has a demonic spirit in him. And this perversion reminds me of a conversation I had with a Luciferian. I found out the guy worships Lucifer very, very high up in the business world who actually told me how they actually pervert society. And it's pretty much common sense, but you have your society norms of what is right, what's good and evil. And then Hollywood, the indoctrination camps, what they do, especially with Hollywood, is they start off with humor. So you think about Mrs. Doubtfire, right? Even though that's an abomination, according to the Bible, to dress like a woman, if you're a man, they start off with humor. They start off with humor with homosexual. They're starting off with humor, even with pedophilia and bestiality. Uh, I was watching um, a podcast short, and this person that's mainstream maybe has 20 million views on one of their most popular podcasts, and it's pretty lame, but she talked about how she would actually fondle animals. And I'm sitting back, I'm like, is she getting paid to give this smut, put it in the mainstream consciousness? She's a so-called podcast leader. I couldn't believe it. They're mainstreaming smut, and they just keep hitting you and hitting you and hitting you and hitting you. And then the norms that was right and wrong start to move and move and move, and you become desensitized. It's pretty much common sense. It's boiling the frogs. Let's play this wicked abomination. And again, I was praying to the Lord if this was a CIA uh, defilement stunt, if this was a real church, because I could not find this video or a news article The Lord gave me a vision when I was praying about this. I saw this kid in a pool, and the pool represents, or water represents Holy Ghost, and I saw out of the drain these beast arms, like octopus arms. They they weren't octopus arms, but they were just these demonic arms started coming out of the drain of the pool and started to wrap themselves around this little kid in the shallow end. And the drain was in the deep end, and these were huge arms Our churches are just defiled. The great falling away is here. And this kid was screaming. And then I I came to, I mean, it was, it was vivid. And I was feeling for that kid. I was like, do I jump in? I got to save this kid. And that's why I got to play this video. And so after this, then we'll talk about Putin and why he's going to cut off the head of the snake. Do either of you have any questions for Ms. Pentecost? Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. You like her eyeshadow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she'll let you borrow it. When you're older, when you're allowed to wear makeup. Of course. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is great about Miss Pentecost is she reminds us that we, we follow a God who calls us to not conform to things of this world. Uh, that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And that means that what I think today may have to change tomorrow if I continue to renew my mind. And it's so cool that we serve a God that calls us to continue to grow and continue to to change into something new uh, and to not be bound by the ways that the world confines us sometimes, that that we're supposed to live differently. Pretty wicked, isn't it? So CL4 watch, 
And again, if you follow my channel, I think they're definitely painting Russia into a corner. It's a 70-30 play. 70% they're painting Russia into a corner. 30%, we just have to make sure we realize that there is a one-world government. And Putin's playing ball with the World Economic Forum and the BRICS nations. And he poked his people. And he's launching 5G. And he was part of the World Economic Forum Young Leaders. But I do think he's gone rogue. I think he's a nationalist. I think Christianity is blowing up in russia but in any event let's read some articles here nato chief hints allies would intervene in war if russia uses nuclear weapons in ukraine and first of all i think that's a psyop i think what russia will do is cut the head off the snake after we play putin's video on how wicked the west is and if he doesn't have a ton of weapon systems but he has a major advantage supposedly with nuclear weapons he's going to use them for a first strike advantage in my personal opinion Let's read another article, Professor Stephen Cohen, Russia Not Part of the New World Order, Veterans Today. By rejecting the ideology that makes up the New World Order, Russia has essentially become a powerful nation, one whose politicians could care less about sanctions by the United States and other New World nations, Cohen argued. And then this is always a sign of war. No point to continued diplomatic presence in the West from this Russian leader from Hal Turner. So I'm going to play Putin. He's going to get into it. And it's just everything I just showed you with the perversion, the perversion in our schools, misidentifying kids, mutilating our kids. And it's in our church. And after I play the video from Putin, I'm going to end with these tra either transgender or transsexual or transvestite with two priests preparing communion. And if you don't want to defile your minds, don't watch it. But again, I had the vision we need to protect our kids. Sodom and USA, the cries came up to the Lord. Folks, let's pray against this demonic evil. God bless. So I want to play a video of Putin in 2018 calling out the West, calling out NATO surrounding him before he attacked the Ukraine. Most Americans have no clue why Putin invaded the Ukraine with NATO surrounding Russia. You have the illegal bioweapons labs. You have the illegal coup in 2014. People that speak Russian and that are Russian in the Ukraine were persecuted. Some even say genocided. Many, many reasons why he invaded. I think he was provoked to do it. And if you follow my channel, I did a podcast, Why the Elite are Poking the Bear. I think it's a 70-30 split. I definitely think Putin's a nationalist. But the 30% of me really gives caution that we might be watching theater because Putin is a World Economic Forum young leader. Russia is part of the World Economic Forum Fourth Industrial Revolution Committee, which I think is the fourth beast system rising that Daniel Spock spoke about, that is graphene oxide, mix and clay, you, the seeds of men will not cleave. It's this transhumanism agenda. Putin poked his people. Putin is putting in 5G, this weapons system at the cellular level. Putin has been quoted as saying, whoever really masters AI runs the world. Putin's been in power for a very, very long time. But Christianity is exploding in Russia. I have a cousin that was a Baptist preacher in Russia for many, many years. He said it's off the charts. I thought this was interesting from RT. Record grain harvest predicted in Russia. So the world's starving out. You know, Food and inflation is taking off. And Russia appears to be going, obviously, through some growing pains. But it's just interesting how potentially they're being blessed and within that podcast, we talk about how Syrian Christians getting decapitated by ISIS were saved by Putin. I mean, they loved Putin and they love uh, their leader, Assad, in Syria. So it's interesting. You be the judge. And when I was managing a small business unit for a major CPG company years ago in my early 30s, 
I remember hearing somebody that had a conflict with a fellow worker and I'd hear their story and it just pissed me off and I'd go and get in the other person's face. But then I realized they had a side, they had a point of view, they had some rationale on why they said what they said. And I realized real quick, maybe two instances that there's a gray area and get all sides before you react. You think about it, what Putin is saying here just kind of paints the USA in the mystery Babylon. Some scholars think the United States is mystery Babylon. I know there's a lot of debate there. I'm not going to get into that, but the wickedness that United States is, is pushing. And again, I go back to the article we just covered, how the mainstream news is saying, well, if Russia uses nukes in the Ukraine, what's going to be bad for them? I don't think they're going to use nukes in the Ukraine. It might be a false flag. I think they're going to cut the head off the snake. They're going to cut the head off the United States and leadership in Europe. And you think about the Deagle report, how is the Deagle report going to play out by 2025? Well, we're seeing this playbook. That's why I think this is theater as well. Western nations lose and the BRICS nations win. This is why the world's going to celebrate if, uh, if the United States gets trampled. So this video is called Mr. Putin's Indictment Against the New World Order. And there's a lot of truth in this video of what he says. A further challenge danger for the national Russian identity is connected to the processes we observe outside Russia. They include foreign policy, moral, and other aspects. Moral decline of the world. We see many Euro-Atlantic the West states have taken the way where they deny or reject their own roots, including their Christian roots, which form the basis of Western civilization. In these countries, the moral basis and any traditional identity are being denied, national, religious, cultural, even gender identities. I think he's talking about man and woman. Gender identities are being denied or relativized. Their politics treats a family with many children as equal to homosexual partnerships within the judicial system. Faith in God is equal to faith in Satan. The excesses and exaggerations of political correctness in these countries indeed leads to serious consideration for the legitimization of parties that promote and push pedophilia. The people in many European states are actually ashamed of their religious affiliations and are indeed frightened to speak about them. You think about the digital um, Facebooks of the world. Christian holidays and celebrations are abolished or neutralized, renamed as when we're ashamed of those Christian holidays. With this method, one hides away the deeper moral value of these celebrations. And these countries try to force this model on other countries globally. I'm deeply convinced that this is a direct way to the degradation and primitization of culture. He's right. This leads to a deeper de demographic and moral crisis in the West. What can be better evidence of the moral crisis of human society in the West than the loss of reproductive function? We just talked about that. They don't want people reproducing the satanic agenda. And today, nearly all the developed Western nations cannot survive reproductively, not even with the help of migrants. Without the moral values that are rooted in Christianity and other world religions, without rules and moral values which have formed and have been developed over millennia, people will inevitably lose their human dignity, become brutes, become satanic, lose their soul. And we think it is right and natural to defend and preserve these moral Christian values. 
One has to respect the right of every minority to self-determination, but at the same time, there cannot be and must not be any doubt about the rights of the majority. And at the same time as this process of national level in the West, we observe the international level and attempts to create a unipolar unified model of the world to relativize and remove institutions of international right and national sovereignty. Putin speaks about the U.S. imperialism. In such a unipolar unified world, there's no place for sovereign states, such as such a world needs merely vessels. From a historical perspective, such a unipolar world of the U.S. would mean the surrender of one's own identity and of God-created diversity. Russia will side with those who defend the point of view that important global decisions have to be made on a collective basis and not in the interest only of the state, USA, or the one group, NATO. almost universally now believe that there's a new Cold War and that you frankly have decided to create that. Uh, we see almost daily Russian aircraft taking sometimes quite dangerous maneuvers towards Western <coughs> airspace. That must be done on your orders. You're the commander in chief. It must have been your orders that sent uh, Russian troops into the territory of a sovereign country, Crimea first, and then whatever it is that's going on in eastern Ukraine. Now you've got a big problem with the currency of, of Russia, and you're going to need help and support and understanding from outside countries, particularly from the West. So can I say to you, can I ask you now, would you care to take this opportunity to say to people from the West that you have no desire to carry on with a new Cold War and that you will do whatever you can to sort out the problems in Ukraine. Thank you. Hoity, hoity, hoity. You sound like a Harvard dude. Thank you for your question to U.S. journalists. You mentioned that Russia played its part in the development of tensions that we are seeing in the world. Russia did play its part in the understanding that standing up for its national interests more firmly so far as the situation calls for. We're not attacking anyone in a political sense of that word. We are not invading anyone. The disdain of our Western friends comes from that fact, from the fact that we are doing just that, standing up for a national interest. It does not come from us initiating something that instigates these tensions in the world. Let me explain. You mentioned our aviation. 
geostrategic aviation that is, is it known to you that Russia in the 90s halted completely, as did the USSR, any strategic aviation in the further airfield? regions of patrol not in the closer abroad. We halted such activity completely, flying their jets around. U.S. geostrategic aviation, however, with nuclear weapons on board, they continue to encircle us. What for? Who are they concerned about? Or why are you threatening us? We continue with the non-patrol year after year. It is only since about three years ago that we that we restated the aviation patrol. Which party is the provocateur here? Is it us? We have only two military bases abroad, and they were invited by these countries. They're in areas known terrorism and dangers. There has to be there by the authorities. Back of that was the president, and the second was in Tajikistan, also the border with Afghanistan. It is even in your American interest that we have the bases there. To know that everything is calm there. U.S. bases on the other end are all over the world. I think it's over 200 U.S. bases. And you are telling me that I am the aggressor? Have you any common sense? What are the U.S. forces doing in Europe, including nuclear weaponry? What business have they got there? Listen, our military budget, while increased slightly from last year, in dollar equivalent is about 50 billion. Military budget for the Pentagon, Pentagon is almost 10 times that amount. 575 billion, I think Congress signed off on. And you're telling me I'm the aggressor here? You no common sense at all? A little condescending. Is it putting our forces on the border of the U.S. or other states? Is it NATO or who that is moving their bases closer to us, military infrastructure? It's not us. Anyone even listen to us? Or try to have some kind of dialogue with us? They repeatedly answer we get is mind your own business and each country can choose its own security measures. Very well. So we will. So will we. Why is the same forbidden to us? And finally, the world needs a boogeyman. One of the anti-ballistic missile defense system. Who was it that exited from the treaty that was so that was vital to entire system of international security? Was it us? No, it was the states. 
in a one-sided way. They simply withdrew from the treaty. Now they are threatening us, turning their missiles towards us, not only from Alaska, but from Europe too, in Romania and Poland. We are right next door. And I'm the aggressor here? Do we want a fair relationship? Question mark? Yes, we do. With our national interests. Taken into account. Both in matters of security and in economics. We had talks with NATO for 19 years, or with the WTO, and we agreed to many compromises. We proceeded on the understanding that the WTO conditions are set in stone upon joining. And then I won't get into the Ukrainian question today. Of course, I consider my position to be just the, that just position to be the just position. While our Western friends are in the wrong, but we believe that for the purposes of this discussion. So we joined the WTO. There are rules in the contravention to them contravention to international law, sanctions have been imposed on the Russian economy. This is illegal. Is it us that is in the wrong again? We want to develop normal relationships. Relations. In the sphere of security, in the fight against terrorism, in the non-proliferation of nuclear weapons, we want to work together with you on threats such drug trafficking, organized crime, the spread of infectious diseases, including Ebola, that we push around the world. We want to work together with you, as well as the economic sphere. So as long as you want to do that. Today is World Communion Sunday. Uh, all around the world, uh, people are going to be celebrating. We celebrate at this table where other people are gathered around their tables. In a way, we are joining together, not just as one here in this room or one in this community or in the state or in country, but all around the world as we focus on being broken and poured out for one another in this meal that unites us. At this table, uh, within the movement of the United Methodist Church, uh, you have those that have, have come now and, and are working on the front lines here as Ms. Pentecost is for a new, imagining a new denomination, a new expression of United Methodist, Methodism. And you have Reverend Franks who at the beginning of the movement joined uh, 60 plus other pastors to officiate one of the first same-sex weddings and was brought up on charges himself. <laughs> You have a, a drag queen who is, is uh, bringing us a fresh word, uh, standing on the shoulders of drag queens that started this movement for liberation at Stonewall. 
This is the table that we come to to celebrate all together, uh, to remember our call to do justice. And so as we enter this time of great thanksgiving, this liturgy, I invite any of you who are here to be open to receive the bread and the cup. This is not Allendale's table. This is not the United Methodist table. This is the table that is open to us all. As we come together, um, know that there's other kinds of, of, of drag. <laughs> <laughs> So please join me in responsibly reading in the great thanksgiving. The Holy One be with you. Open your hearts to the one who is love. We open our hearts to you, O God. Let us give thanks to God who shapes our world. For every creature and creation, we give thanks, O God. Indeed, we give you thanks, our divine creator. You declared from the beginning that we were created in your image, a reflection of what is holy, each in our own way, a glimpse of you. We praise the works of your creative hand that fills our life with beauty. Every flower that blooms, every animal that delights, every body of water that sustains our life, all parts of your good works. Despite the abundance of life around us, we still turn to destruction. Each in our own ways, we have failed to embrace you by failing to embrace all of your people, especially those different than us. We have at times sided with political and religious powers that refuse to recognize your image in all people. And so we turn to Jesus, who showed us what it looks like to live into our true selves as people of God. He was humble, yet grounded in your love for him. He sought out the despised and, and made them friends. He confronted every power that belittled, marginalized, and oppressed. His commitment to living out the image of God in flesh could not be swayed, even in the face of death. Who on the night of his arrest, he gathered around the table with his companions and he took bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way. After supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup that is poured out is the new covenant. As often as you do this, do so remembering me. Even in death, O oh God, your love prevailed through your spirit. Christ was raised from the grave. No person, no institution, no force of evil could extinguish the work of your hand. And so, 
by the same Spirit, bless these gifts of bread and cup, that they may be the living church within us today, compelling us to go be the agents of love, uncompromising on our commitment to protecting every one of your creatures and creations. I want to invite the servers to come forward uh, in this time of COVID, the way that we have faithfully decided to practice uh, this meal is um, uh, individually wrapped um, pieces of bread. You'll receive uh, a paper bag, open it, hold the bread. We'll take and eat together. Afterwards, you'll receive a cup, uh, take and hold it, and we will, we will drink together.